And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. I'm sorry. You can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! Gee! He's round the goalkeeper. He's done it! A dearth of Davids, too much banter, Andy Gray on Cameo, musings on whether spirit does in fact exist, a history of Tim's, surprise squad emissions, a tinge of controversy, and the most dramatic title fight yet. Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is the Football Clichés Quiz 8. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 261 of Football Clichés. I'm not Adam Hurry, I'm Charlie Eccleshare. And joining me for this very special edition of Football Clichés is first, Adam Hurry. Adam, how's it going? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Joining him is Michael Cox. Michael, how are you? You're all right. A little bit rattled by this situation already, I must say, but yeah. You, you weren't expecting the shake-up, were you? No, it's, I mean, I, I feel like maybe you've you've overthought things here, but yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll press on. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a sec, but just say history has made here. This is only the second ever episode of Football Clichés that Adam hasn't hosted Yeah. after, after the pilot. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> Don't call it the pilot. It's part. It's canon. It's part of the. It counts. It counts. Okay. Family. Yeah. Yes. It is nerve wracking. I have said. I don't think there's anyone anywhere more protective over their baby than Adam is over this podcast. So let's see how we go. Is that fair, Adam? Yeah, that's fair, and that's only natural. But this doesn't mean this doesn't mean anything. You you don't have more ownership of the podcast now, just for the basis of you presenting it. But let's carry on. Let's do this. The reason for this shake up for this episode is quite simple. It's the eighth edition of the much loved, much imitated football cliches quiz. And this time, rather than setting and asking the questions, Adam will be answering them. I will be asking the questions. Just to quickly recap, the quiz was initially defined by being the title that no one could defend. Ollie Kay beat George Culkin. Ollie was then beaten by Jack Pitt Brook, who was in turn beaten by me. I was then beaten by James Moore, and he was beaten by Michael Cox. Coxie then became the first person to hold on to the title by beating a sleep-deprived me who was so baby-brained after the recent birth of his child that he confused (laughs) Anthony and Ricardo Gardner. Can you imagine? Anyway, Coxie then dispatched Duncan Alexander, and here we are. We were a bit wary of a city-style domination of the quiz, so up stepped Adam to try and save the day. Fuck knows where we go if Coxie wins again. Maybe ban him for financial irregularities or something. But hopefully it won't come to that. Not that there's any bias at all. The questions have very much been done with no 
uh, prejudice in mind. It's a fair quiz. So no complaints from either of you on that front. So yeah, just to be clear, I've set these questions. But Adam, do you think you have an inherent advantage in this quiz? Uh, It depends on how close to the spirit of the cliches quiz your question setting has been. If it is in the spirit of the cliches quiz, then I think I'm going to be taking Coxie to areas he just doesn't want to go to. And yeah. uh, we'll see how he does in the trenches. I mean, that is always the issue, isn't it? How I think Coxie always has the advantage the more football-y they are, the more cliches-y they are, you'd probably favour Adam. I mean, I think I've, I've remained pretty true to the spirit of the quiz. So there's a combination Good. of them both with, you know, a, a little bit of a spin on it because uh, otherwise you'd have too much of an advantage. But anyway, let's let's crack on. I'm sure you'll both have various complaints as we go. Yep. It's, it's interesting being on the other side. I do realise how annoying I now am when I'm being quizzed. So apologies to all the quizzers that I've irritated over the years. So round one is fairly straight, alive and kicking. It's the Premier League round. This is actually going to be a four question round. And then the next one will be six. Just okay. spicing it up a little bit. Anyway, question one, and we'll start with you, Coxie, as the reigning champion. Question one for each of you is guess the season. So, Michael, in this season, the three teams that had come up were relegated three players shared the golden boot and two teams were playing at new stadiums that's a good question <laughs> three players shared the golden boot all the teams that came up went down that feels quite rare new stadiums i'm gonna go 98 99 adam's shaking his head gleefully <laughs> and adam is right it's 97 98 i'm afraid oh well sutton dublin owen, owen? yeah nice yeah, and it was Bolton, Barnsley and Crystal Palace uh, that came down. There's no, there's no handing over, obviously, of questions. So That's fine. That's Adam fine. doesn't get anything for that. Adam, your question one. The Golden Boot winner scored more than 30 goals. The biggest win of the season came on the final day. And this season featured the highest scoring game in Premier League history. 2009-10. 2007-8. Oh, shit. Wow. Because I thought it was Chelsea's beating like Wigan. On the last day, Drogba scoring shitloads of goals, and I didn't care about the other bit because I thought I got it right. Got it. Is it was uh, City? Yeah, oh. it was the eight-one. But the high-scoring game is the seven-nil, seven-four. Sorry, four. Portsmouth Reading. Mm. Oh, I hadn't even deliberately created that red herring. Good stuff. Though I'm not sure Drogba did get more than thirty. Did he? Did he not? I think he got twenty-nine. But okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question two. Next in the sequence. This is for you, Coxie. Upton Park, St James's Park, Highbury, Stamford Bridge. Old Trafford, Stadium of Light, what's next in that sequence? Wow, uh, nothing's jumping out at me there. Could, could you repeat the, uh, the stadium? Upton Park, St. James's Park, Highbury, Stamford Bridge, Old Trafford, Stadium of Light. I'm really not getting anything there. I have no idea what that pattern is. Uh, so I'm going to take a generic Premier League stadium guess and go for Anfield. Annoyingly, you are correct. Oh, <laughs> is it stadiums that the title was clinched at? The other way round. Stadiums where the title was lost out on the final day. Okay, so Upton Park, the McCloscoe game. Yeah. yeah. Then you've got St. James's Park, 95-6, Newcastle didn't win it. Highbury, Arsenal didn't win it. South Bridge, 07-08. Old Trafford, United, 09-10. And Stadium of Light was where United won but lost to the Aguero goal. So what is Anfield? On- so Anfield was then in 13-14. It went to the final day. Oh, yeah, uh, Newcastle, City, was it? City clinched it, but yeah, exactly. Okay. God, that is a tough question. Maybe that great, was too tough. Great guess, though. But you got it. <laughs> Coxie leading 1-0 with a guess. Me getting yeah. two of the rationales correct already. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is like 80% possession and still losing 1-0. The smashest mm. of grabs from Coxie, but fine. Let's see how you get on with yours next in this sequence. 
Gareth Barry, Ryan Giggs, James Milner, Frank Lampard. Who's next in that sequence? David James. Correct. Yes! Premier League appearance makers. An easy, a much easier sequence to spot, but I thought a harder um, fifth player. But you got that very comfortably. Well done. Okay, we move now to fastest finger first, or you say your name first. There are three points at stake for this question. So as is customary, you just need to say your name when you think you know the answer. If you answer it incorrectly, then the other person can come in with a guess of their own. Okay, you ready? Name someone who has made a Premier League appearance this season, excluding goalkeepers, with the first name David. Hurry. Yeah. David Brooks? Is correct. Oh, I didn't even know his name was David, but I knew it was Bournemouth. <laughs> Bournemouth was so obviously going to be a David. I'm so happy with that. This is great. Yeah, only three Davids, other than David Ryan and David De Gea, David Brooks, David Datro Fafana, and David, or David Ozo for Palace. Hmm. The real, it's a real um, shift, isn't it, from what would have been such a popular name not long ago, but Shame not many knocking around. Dave's fading away. Exactly. A few middle names knocking around. Could I have had Cesar Azpilicueta? Ooh. <laughs> For banter purposes, you would have got extra points. That would have been great. I would have conceded if you'd done that. Okay. This is penalty shootout format. Get sudden death. So not even up to five, but I imagine you'll get reasonably far with it anyway. As ever, there, there are no points awarded if one of you gets it, if there wasn't another one to get, if you see what I mean. It, that, that'll become clear. Anyway. So yeah, three points again at stake for this one. And we're going to, we'll start with, with you, Michael. 12 players, I make it. There may be more, doesn't really matter if there are, uh, called Tim, or its variants, have played in the Premier League. You just need to name one, take it in turns, and last man standing takes the three points. Only 12 in Premier League history? I believe That's so. That's right. That surprises me. Uh, I will kick off with a Premier League winning captain, Tim Sherwood. Tim Flowers. Tim Ream. I can have foreign variants, as long as they're, yes. you know, true variants. Uh, Timotei Atuba. Yeah. <sighs> that was the one I had in mind. He wasn't on my list, so it's up to 13. <laughs> I reckon that might be a spelling issue, that's why. Yeah, it was double E, wasn't it? Timothy. But was it was it T- T-I-M T-H- at the start? Was it T-H-I-M? T-H-I-M, yeah. I think, yeah. My control-F Tim of Duncan Alexander's spreadsheet of all Premier League players. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Atuba. I'm struggling for any more Tims, I must say. No, I think I'm going to have to concede. The three points are there for you, Adam, if you can score. That's, oh my God, I can't believe there's been 13. There's no strikers called Tim. It's a very midfieldery, defendery thing. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Okay, so no points... Fair enough. For there. You actually, Adam, it's more of a, it turns out it's weirdly more of a goalkeeper-y thing. Mm. Almost a quarter of these players are goalkeepers, including Tim Howard. Oh! Tim Krull. Ah! Tim Cahill, probably the biggest name. I oh, just, none of these are Tims. This is mm. the weird thing. Tim Cahill is so not a Tim when yeah, you take his surname Tim, out of the equation. Tim wow. Breaker, Timothy Castagna, Timo Werner, Timothy Fosu Mensah, Tim Close, and Tim... I Rogbunam. Wow. Weirdly, I was I was convinced there was a Belgian called Timmy. I should have maybe should have got Castagna there. All I all I had was that I knew that Tammy Abraham's brother, younger brother, is called Timmy <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> but I didn't think he played, so that's fine. Okay. What's the score? So, so at the end of the round, Michael has one point and Adam has four. We move into the miscellaneous round. There are six questions uh, in this round. Starts with commentary in a foreign language question for each of you uh michael we'll start with you identify the famous bit of commentary footballing commentary that i've just read in a foreign language spanish to be precise mira sukara solo mira sukara oh it's um 
look at his face, just look at his face. That is correct. Oh! Look at his face! Just look at his face! Sorry, your, your accent, I... I it didn't, no offence, it sounded more Japanese than Spanish. Though, so. <laughs> it didn't go for the Barry Davis intonation either, which I thought was no. a shame. Well, I didn't want to give it away, uh, so yeah, it was deliberately fair kind play, of deadpan and unidentifiable language. <laughs> but you got there in the end. Okay, Adam, yours is in Portuguese. And again, no critiquing of the accent. I sua beleza, que successo, filio, que successo. I sua beleza, que successo, filio, successo. No, I don't know. I don't know. That was Andy Gray's Oh, Your Beauty. What a hit, son. What a hit. <laughs> Miller. Lovely cushion header. Pajero! Oh, your beauty! What a hit, son! What a hit! I thought, oh, I, I did not have successo down as hit at all. I, I, in my head, it was like, what's next? What's next? And that's not a commentary uh, line, so this is annoying. <laughs> so, okay, fine. Good. Yeah, Filio could have helped, but at a stretch. Okay, question two. This is sort of TV themed. Michael, on Match of the Day 2, prior to Too Good, Too Bad, the show originally featured a top five countdown based around a current event or a guest analyst on the show. Three of the categories I'm about to read out were real. One was made up. Which is the made up one? Worst haircuts, shocking refereeing decisions, most embarrassing clobber, golden oldies... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, how many are how many are true and how many are false? Only one is false. Okay. You need to tell me which is false. And the options were haircuts. Worst haircuts. Yeah. Shocking refereeing decisions. Yeah. Most embarrassing clobber. Mm. Golden oldies. <laughs> I've got no recollection of this feature whatsoever, I must say. I feel like clobber is not really match of the day language and I think maybe it's the kind of thing you would throw in because it's quite football cliches so I'm going to say clobber is a red herring the correct answer and entirely the right rationale well done Michael most embarrassing (laughs) clobber I did make up that is elite thinking I agree with that Adam your TV question who was the original presenter of Prem Plus or Premiership Plus as it was at the start alongside quite weirdly George Graham in the pundit role Marcus Buckley Wow, doesn't even need the options, yeah. And I and I that's annoying because I scoured the history books for equivalent, and I'm really pleased with this. The, the options. So I'm gonna read them out anyway. Paul Dempsey, mm. Gabby Logan, mm-hmm. Marcus Buckland, and Ed Chamberlain. Uh that would that could have thrown me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have to say I, I completely think... forgot that there were options, so I could have completely murked myself there, but I'm glad I didn't. Oh well, yeah. his, his eyes lit up as soon as he heard <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he did, must they be did. Said. Big Fred Plus like... subscriber. Big Prem Plus. Didn't even get the season ticket. I paid for each individual game. Really? What, kidding yourself that you might not watch every game? Yeah, Yeah, I was really pleased with Ed Chamberlain as a sort of equivalent uh, for Marcus Buckland. Marcus Buckland. But it was was Buckers. So, Adam, point for you. Question three of this round for Michael. These questions are kind of major tournament themed. What's the only World Cup post-1962 to have had a joint Golden Boot winner? 1994. Is correct. Stoichkov and Selenko. Adam, which player was joint Golden Boot runner-up at Euro 2016 before jointly winning it at Euro 2020? Coxie's nodding irritatingly. <laughs> Harry Kane. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to say that. That's annoying. Okay, this one is another fastest finger first. Three points up for grabs here. Who said this? There are scientists who will tell you that spirit, because it can't be measured, doesn't exist. Bollocks, it does exist. Hurry. 
Tim Sherwood. No. I, I was thinking, oh yeah, for some reason, I was thinking that it was going to be a foreign manager, but then bollocks just seems like it won't be a foreign manager. Might be Pirlo's autobiography though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bollocks feels like quite Allardyce, so I'm going to go for Big Sam. It was Big Sam. Oh, yeah. Fair play. I've gone with the wrong presenter of Tippy Tappy Football. How annoying. <laughs> You've gone with his successor. <laughs> Easily done. Okay, next question is penalty shootout format. Three points at stake for the winner. Is it sudden death? or No, we'll do it five. as... Yeah, sort of best of five. There are only ten, so if, it, if it's five all, then... It's null and void. Okay, what well, you n- need to Null do... and void is harsh. We'll call it a draw rather than null well, and draw, void. Yeah. Think, <laughs> Point each. <laughs> for, for the sake of, yeah, points totals, it's not, it's not going to make a difference. But hopefully it won't come to that. What you need to do is tell me a team who won at least one game a Euro 2004. I'll go with Sweden. That's correct. I'm going to go for Greece. That's correct. Portugal. Yep. France. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. England. Yep. Oh, I can't even remember England's group, for God's sake. This is awful. Um, Croatia. No. Fine. Bollocks. Coxie can move ahead to take a 4-3 lead if he gets this one. Czech Republic. Yes. I so Adam need needs to score here to keep it alive. Yeah, I need this one. This is absurd. How can I not know this? But um, name another team. Name any other team in Europe. Spain. That's correct. Michael can take the shootout and the three points with the correct answer here. Uh, I am going to go for Denmark. That is correct. Part of the stitch up with yes, Sweden, weren't they? Ah. Indeed. Leaving the only country that you didn't get, Italy, who did win a game, got five points, but went out of the groups because of that stitched up draw. Bulgaria, was Sweden. it? Last game? Yeah. That's right. So Coxie moving ahead there with that, with those two three-pointers. He's ahead 10-5 as we go into the final question of this round. Okay, this theme of this question is, it was just banter. (laughs) So question for you, Michael. Adam tweeted this on July 13th, 2019. Just the most relentlessly shit banter, this guy. (laughs) Who was he talking about? You've got options. So can I have the date before you proceed again? Yeah, that was July the 13th, 2019. Adam tweeted, just the most relentlessly shit banter, this guy. Who was he talking about? Jake Humphrey, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Jimmy Bullard, Jesse Lingard. So July 13th, 2019. There wasn't much football going on at that point. I, I would fair. I've no idea. I can't remember this. I would fairly strongly think it would be Ibrahimovic, actually. Lingard seems like an easy target. Bullard, I don't think Adam would particularly hate. And I don't think Humphrey was would fall Humphrey at that point, whereas Zlatan was <laughs> in his um, Chuck Norris kind of era. So I'm going to go for Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Very good. Do you remember that tweet, Adam? I do, I do. Yeah, and Chuck Norris era is a very good way of putting it. Entirely the yeah. rationale. I can't, I can't compete with this logic, I have to say, but we'll try. It was, uh, it was in response to... ESPN, I think, tweeting a picture of Zlatan. It said something like, use one hashtag to describe yourself. And it was hashtag God that Zlatan mm. responded yeah, with. there you go. Which I imagine Justified. Adam stands by that, that tweet. Big time. Does Michael stand by his banter tweet? We'll find out. On October 2nd, 2010, Michael tweeted something, colon, very good analysis when focusing upon the football, refereeing comments less interesting. Poor banter. Less banter, please. What was Michael talking about there? Four options. Paul Merson, ESPN's Premier League coverage, Match of the Day, or Rude Hullet. And what was the date? October the 2nd, 2010. Something, colon. 
Very good analysis when focusing upon the football. Refereeing comments less interesting. Poor banter. Less banter, please. It really was a 140-character era, wasn't it? Just had to get <laughs> loads of thoughts into his short space of time. It got one retweet. <laughs> oh, wow. It, this feels too obvious, but I, I want it to be right. So I'm going to go with ESPN's Premier League coverage. It was, in fact, match of the day. Wow. Oh, shame. I don't know exactly what prompted it. I checked and it wasn't the most thrilling looking matches, but there was a red card in the Wigan 2-0 win over Wolves. And maybe that's what the refereeing comments were about that so wound you up. Yeah, um, it makes way more sense, doesn't it, actually? So that moves Michael ahead 11 points to five but the next round should play more into adam's hands because round three is the keys and gray round (laughs) (laughs) come on if ever there was a time for Adam to rescue this. This is it. And we've still got the cliches round to come as well. And the cliches round to come. Okay, question one, Michael. In September 2019, these, these are very, the first few questions are very much blog, his blog based, I should say. In 2019, Keyes wrote in his blog, I've regarded who as a mate for a long time now. I've defended him stoutly, not least against my governors at Sky who wanted to stop using him when he worked for us. Who's he talking about there? And there are options here. Michael Owen. Alan Shearer, Gareth Southgate, Michelle Salgado. Can I just say, I'm at quite a, a disadvantage here. Not because I'm against Adam, but because I'm blocked by Richard Keyes on Twitter. So <laughs> I can't easily access his blog. Shouldn't so, stop you reading his blog? I know, but what, what am I meant to do? Put it on my favourites, on my browser. It's not, <laughs> yes. it's not 2002. Come on. Every Monday, so, mate. Every Monday. It's yeah. just like going to buy a newspaper. Could I? Well, who does that in, in the area of the athletic? But could I, um, could I have the quote again? I've regarded who... As a mate for a long time now, I've defended him stoutly, not least against my governors at Sky who wanted to stop using him when he worked for us. I'm baffled by this. I'm, I'm genuinely baffled by this because I can't remember Owen working for Sky. I can't remember Shearer working for Sky. I can't remember Southgate working for Sky. He was ITV. I mean, Salgado, maybe he was on like La Liga, Revista La Liga. I can't imagine why Mika, my, uh, Michelle Salgado would have come up or why he's a mate. he doesn't give a fuck about Revista de la Liga. <laughs> but who of the others used to work for Sky? I'm going to go for Sal- I'm going to go for Salgado. It's incorrect. Salgado did work for Sky Sports as part of their Champions League coverage with Keezy. But he's actually talking about Alan Shearer here, who I also have no recollection of working for Sky. It's perfectly possible Keys his recollection is wrong. But this was in September 2019 at the time of the Shearer-Owen dispute. And the blog was titled, M.O. has a right to tell his story. And it is a bizarre blog that, like most of them, starts about that, but then ends up this weird recap of Shearer's time as Newcastle manager and how and how and why that didn't work out, even though ostensibly it's meant to be a defence of Michael Owen. But yeah, <laughs> Alan Shearer is the correct answer. Adam, your question. So Keezy wrote this in one of his blogs or probably many actually, variants of this. Qatar is a lovely little country. It's a gorgeous place to live. As who once said, the question about Qatar shouldn't be why, it should be why not. (laughs) Who said that? Your options are Roy Hodgson, Peter Reid, Arsene Wenger, or Sam Allardyce. 
<laughs> I really want it to be reedy. It's not reedy. It's definitely not reedy. <laughs> it's definitely not reedy. Uh, please do the options one more time, just to be clear. I was tempted to make reedy an option for every question. Uh, Roy Hodgson. Reedy. Arsene Wenger or Sam Allardyce? It's Arsene Wenger. No. Wow. Roy Hodgson. No. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. I know, it doesn't really... Again, who knows whether Hodgson did actually ever say this, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) In Keezy's mind, he did. Michael, question two of this round for you, and you are still... Still with an 11-5 lead, so you've got a bit of wiggle room. In July 2020, Keyes declared that Commentator X is the rightful successor to Andy Gray. He's calm, thoughtful, doesn't pretend everything matters. Who's he talking about here? Your options are Jim Beglin, Andy Townsend, Matthew Matty Upson, or Nicky Summerby. Oh, that's tough because I can't... I, I, I'm completely unaware of Nicky Summerby as a commentator or a pundit. Matthew Upson, I don't really know much about. Townsend and Beglin feel quite old school. So it just feels weird that they'd be successors to Grey, but I suppose that could work. I'll go for Beglin. I love your surprise at them being old school as if Keezy known for how forward thinking he is. It's a good it's a good answer, but it's not the correct one. It was Andy Townsend. Uh, yeah, amazingly in July twenty twenty was being hailed as the successor to Andy Gray. Um, I think it stands up personally. I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Adam, your question. In January twenty nineteen, Keyes began his blog with the following Let's try one last time to have a sensible conversation with you. What? Your options? Scousers, Geordies, Cockneys, or Brummies? <laughs> um, it cannot be the first one. He used, to, he used to work for Radio Merseyside or something. So like he, it's, it's not his vibe. <laughs> Brummies, I don't think, is relevant at that point. I don't think he would say Cockneys, so I'm going to go with Geordies because I feel like Newcastle's always always been one of his bugbears, so it has to be Geordies. It is Geordies. Yeah, Geordies is correct. This was Steve in Bruce, a blog t- was it? No, it was a blog titled At Last Rafa, something to shout about. (laughs) So it was pre-Bruce at the height of his Benitez vendetta. And yeah, Adam's right. I mean, that is a big, big preoccupation of him. So Adam closes the gap to 11-6 with that one. Okay, Michael, your next question. Who wrote the foreword to Andy Gray's 2004 autobiography, Gray Matters? (laughs) Was it Ian Dark, Richard Keyes, Martin Tyler, or Andy Gray? (laughs) <laughs> great options you must have thrown in grey as a bit of a banter option you can't do a forward to your own autobiography I don't think that makes sense Ian Dark I just don't think is a big enough name I feel like of the four Tyler would be Tyler's quite kind of statesmanlike and he's quite forwardy I think so I'm going to go for uh, Martin Tyler it was in fact Andy Gray what <laughs> What? Is, it, is it explicitly mentioned as a thought? I've read this book and I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more, it's more a preface, but uh, st- still counts. Wow. Um, I, I, I'd like to... I think forward has to be stated there. <laughs> because, I mean... Should be on the cover, know. really, shouldn't it? As forward by Andy Gray. But I will say, despite him getting it wrong, Coxie's rationale of Martin Tyler being very forwardy is yeah, so, no, good. That, <laughs> so good. So <laughs> good. You deserve to win the quiz on the back of that as well. <laughs> that, that, that is spot on. It, it, it should have been him, but it wasn't. It was Andy Gray. Adam, question three for you, Adam. Who of these has Gray gone on record of saying he's a big fan of? Big fan, in quotes. Adele, Michelle Pfeiffer, Marilyn Monroe, or Kate Winslet? 
<laughs> I know this, and I'm trying to remember where it was that he said it and when. I think it might have been on the Keys and Grey podcast, but he said he was a big fan of Marilyn Monroe. That is correct. The answer is correct, though. He actually said it on Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes, of course. In, in a question for £16,000 that was who starred opposite Marilyn Monroe in the 1957 film The Prince and the Showgirl, Andy Gray responded, I'm horribly embarrassed I don't know the answer. I'm a big fan of Marilyn Monroe. For his sins. Excellent. Adam, Adam closing the gap to 11-7. But we now come to the three-pointers. So it all could... Oh, my God. It all could change. Okay, this next question... Question four of this round. Three points are at stake for the closest answer. And what I need you to do, you'll need to write it down on your phone or on a piece of paper and hold it up um, simultaneously. So I'll get the question ready. Here we go. He's currently unavailable, but how much does it cost on Cameo to book a live video call with Andy Gray to the nearest pound? Sterling. Live call. Yeah, Specifically, a live video call. You can have up to 10 people on the call, apparently. Is there any mention of duration of this call? Um, not sure it says explicitly, but the feedback for Andy is excellent, I should say. He's got five stars. Just like to say, thank you so much for this fantastic tribute to Steve-O. I know it will blow him away. Steve, I'm ready, I think. Okay. Cox, are you ready for Adam to hold up his... Yep, go for it. Okay, Adam Hurry has guessed £200. Um, Michael? I've gone for 125 Ooh, this is really close. Michael is £43 away, and Adam is only £32 away, so he takes the three points. The correct answer is £168. <laughs> what an absurdly precise number. <laughs> That's market forces for you, baby. <laughs> well, to be fair, of all the possible guess the nearest number questions, which are, in the quizzing world, the pits... I would have accepted this. I'm sure you would, especially as it moves you to within one point Amazing. of oh. Michael. 11, going 10. into the final question of this round. Uh, and we'll do. this will be a sudden death shootout. Three points at stake again. So Adam could move ahead of Michael going into the penultimate round. Okay, so after visiting the Andy Gray page, I was redirected to some other footballers. What I need you to do is tell me if the person I suggest will cost more or less than that £168 that Andy Gray cost. So this is just a personal video message. So do you think a personal video message from this person will cost more than £168, basically? So we'll start with you, Michael. A personal video from Giorgio Chiellini. <laughs> uh, it, it's got to be more. He's still playing. He's, you know, he's playing. In, he can't need the money that much. So I reckon he's got a high... Yeah, I think he charges a high amount. More than Gray. No. Personal video from Giorgio Chiellini costs £120. <sighs> It's a mad world cameo, honestly. It's a blow. It's That's so blow. strange. Adam, you yeah. can take the three points okay. if you can tell me whether it costs more or less to get a personal video from Avram Grant. <laughs> I'll say less too. It's more, I'm afraid. Wow. <laughs> 800 pounds. <laughs> what? <laughs> can you imagine? It's my 40th birthday coming up if anyone's interested. <laughs> God's sake. That's a message from Avram Grant. Okay, the three points are still still up for grabs. Michael, would it cost more or less to get a personal video from Hulk? <laughs> I'm not really sure why I'm applying any logic to this, really. But if I've, I mean, how is Chiellini the lowest <laughs> and Grant the highest? I'll say higher. That is correct. 
Yeah, 400 pounds. Or for a personal business video, it's 2,800. I don't really know what that involves. He wears a suit. (laughs) 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 And he bursts out of it. (laughs) Offers business advice. Um, Okay, Adam. And this next one, again, this is just a personal video, as all the ones have been, uh, all the the options I've given you so far. Does a personal video from Michael Owen cost more or less than that £168? Wow. So so many layers to this because huge opinion of himself, but also seems to be available for all sorts of crap that doesn't seem to pay very well. So he's more volume over quality. I'm going to say less. That is correct. So on we go. And I think for for the sake of us not doing this all day, I'm going to cap it after these two options. If neither of you have won, no one gets the points. Okay. Okay, Michael, Mm -hmm. a personal video from Michael Essien. Is that more or less than £168? I'll happily do a Denmark-Sweden Euro 2004 with you right now and and settle. (laughs) Ooh, I'm going to allow allow that if you want to. Really? Do you want to do that? I mean, that's incredible. It's 11.10. Do you want to stick or twist? Michael, do you back yourself here or do you want to... Oh, this is mind games more than anything else, isn't it? Um, Incredible drama. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, go on. I'll I'll shake hands on this. Adam obviously has the advantage on cliches round, but I'm completely out of my depth on Cammy. I have no idea what's going on. So I will shake hands with that. It's like being out of your depth on roulette though, isn't it really? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Okay, let's just play these questions for fun then. I, I, I will maintain my 1110 lead nonetheless. Your 1110 deficit, Adam. Oh, shit, really? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Good work from yeah. me. Good work from me. That's fine. He Let's has do set, Let's do set it. down a point. But so, yeah, Michael Essien, more or less than that 168. L- that is correct. He only charges 80. Adam, for you, Granite Xhaka. Yeah, I would, I would have said more. It's less. Right, great. So good job you did. Yeah, happy with that. Wow. Some weird current players just throwing their wares out for nothing. Where's the image rights? Absolutely insane. Honestly, trying to find like rhyme and reason behind these prices. You were right. The only said about Michael Owen, he is, it does say a high response rate, mm. very quick <laughs> response rate from him. So That's it. just churn them out. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. Fine. Wow. Okay. Well, it's all changed. Michael went into that third round with an 11 5 lead. Adam has clawed it back to 11.10 as we go into round four. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. 
Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh, look at that! That is wonderful! Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Welcome back to the Football Clichés quiz. It could scarcely be closer. Michael Cox leading Adam Hurry 11 points to 10. Uh, As we go into the penultimate round, and this is the squad depth round. I've played with the format a little bit just so it's not too all or nothing-y, but there still should be scope for a decent amount of swing. Basically, those who have listened to the quizzes before will will vaguely know how this works. So I'm going to give each player a squad and they need to predict how many people they can name from that squad. How it's going to work is if you get the number you predict, so if you predict seven and you get seven, then you get the seven points. But if you predict seven and you only get six, then you get nothing but there's no sort of jumping in and pinching points from the others because i think that could be too too much drama if anything <laughs> so coxie yeah start with you your squad is the argentina 2002 world cup squad how many players do you think you can name from that squad okay i will go for 10 so this is argentina 2002 isn't it yeah okay i'll go for 10 wow Get all of these right, and you'll have an 11-point lead. Don't get them right, you'll have a, you'll have a one-point lead with Adam having a game in hand. Okay, let's go. Uh, Hernan Crespo. Yes. Batistuta. Yes. Veron. Yes. Walter Samuel. Yes. Mauricio Pochettino. Famously, yes. Diego Simeone. Yes. Uh, Ayala. Yes. Kili Gonzalez. Yes. Roberto Banana, goalkeeper. Yes. Matias Almeida. Yes, there's your 10. Well done. 10 points. Thanks. That's very, very impressive. So, Adam, Michael is up to 21, 10 ahead of you. Your equivalent is the Holland 2006 World Cup squad. Quite, Adam, quite a big call for you here. Do you go for the jugular? You could, you could overtake Michael, or do you play it safe and just make sure you're in the game? Because if you don't get your number here, then... Yeah, you are you are up against it. J- just to be clear as well, after the, in this round, after this, there'll be a penalty shootout with three points at stake and then into the cliches round. So there wouldn't be a ton of time to claw it back sure. if that informs your thinking. And and to be clear as well, if you get a wrong one, somebody wasn't there, that's an instant treading on a mine. Okay, um, I'll go with a conservative six then for this. Six, okay. Mark Van Bommel. Yes. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Yes. Robin Van Persie. Yes. Arjen Robin. Yes. Two more to get. Nigel De Jong. Afraid not. Fuck off! My God! No Nigel De Jong, I'm afraid. Which leaves Michael with a lead of 11 points, 21 to 10. 18 points still to play for, though. And going into Michael's weakest area. So, final question of this round. Sudden death. Three points on offer here for the winner. Zero in in the unlikely event. Actually, not that unlikely. In the event of no winner. So this is Spain's Euro 2000 squad. So you each need to name a player 
in turn, penalty shootout format. Winner takes the three points. I think by the rotation, Adam, we'll start with you. Alfonso. Yep. Raul. Yep. Uh, Ike Casillas. Yep. Surprised Casillas was in that. Fair play. Morientes. No. What? Wow. Surprised you just before. Wow. 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 Was he injured or something? Surely he was... Maybe, because he was already playing for Real Madrid by then, wasn't This is he? always yeah, the problem. Injuries completely fuck it, mm. don't they? That's why I was quite oh. scared about saying Robin in for the, for the Dutch squad, because you just never know. Yeah. You never know with these people. Um, I was going to say San- Santiago Canizares for my next answer. Yep, he was there. Lovely. Okay, actually, well, Adam Claw- I needed that, actually, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. threw it in there. Just, just penenkered in my winning penalty. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're hearing that Morientes was a, a surprise omission. From Spain's Euro 2000 squad, so um, so that's properly that's wrong. So that's properly yeah, that's properly yeah. that feels better than just uh, an arbitrary, <laughs> uh, an Ooh. arbitrary injury. Oh, nice. Okay. A notable, matter how a notable omission would have been particularly damning there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Good for the sake of the competitiveness of the quiz. It needed that a little bit. Although, as I said, there's plenty of points still at stake in the cliches round. But that means Michael is on 21. Adam is on 13. As we go in to the fifth and final round of this quiz. Okay, so you know the format by now. I'm going to read out uh, a definition or a sentence that has this cliche in. Fastest finger first. And if you, But if the other person gets it wrong, you get a go. Mm-hmm. So it's 21-13, Michael with an eight-point lead as we go into the fifth and final round. Okay, question one. Soldiers got their something for 24 Hurry. hours at the weekend. Adam? Marching orders. Correct. 21-16, three points each, yeah. This is a definition. There's no missing word. You just have to tell me what this is a definition of. A loyal, reliable, and hardworking supporter of or participant in an organisation or team. Michael, don't really like this answer. Die hard. No. So Adam, the three points are yours. Can I hear it again, please? A loyal, reliable and hardworking supporter of or participant in an organisation or team. Uh, No. Stalwart. Is correct. (laughs) (laughs) 21-19. Wow, so glad I went for it. Thank God. That could be huge. Two points in it, three questions to go, nine points still at stake. Okay, what's being described here? Moving across a wire stretched high above the ground on which acrobats Hurry. perform feats of balancing. Tightrope. Walking I've got tight, walking, walking a tightrope, tight tight but, yeah, yeah. but, but I'll accept that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which moves Adam into a 22 to 21 lead. Two questions to go. Adam leads by a point. I think it might be the first time he's been ahead all quiz. <laughs> Top of the table for 278 days, Michael. <laughs> Night, sorry. Two questions left. If Adam gets this, he's won. This would give him an unassailable lead. A phrase used to describe something that falls to the ground like... Michael. Something. Yeah. Met- metronomic. Uh, so, no, 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 no. He said metronomic. He said metronomic. Ah. He said it. He said yeah. metronomic. I was going to say metronomic meteor- fall to the ground. I was going to say meteoric, but I think I misspoke. Um, Either are wrong, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, a phrase used to describe something that falls to the ground like something, usually after being struck with some force. Gone down like he's been shot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer. It's not correct. A sack of spuds. Oh, I don't know Ooh. about that. A sack of spud. Sack of potatoes. Would Actually, that did go through all, my head, sack of potatoes. I would also have accepted potatoes or sack of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sack was the crucial thing here. That's fine. As long as you, as long as you had sack, you got the answer. Okay. okay. Wow. So Adam has a one-point lead. 
22-21. Whoever gets this right wins. Or if no one gets it right, then Adam wins. Okay? <laughs> Appearing ridiculous or foolish because of one's actions. Hurry. Yep. Red-faced. No. Could I hear it again? Appearing ridiculous or foolish because of one's actions. I'm really struggling here. Uh, <laughs> just trying to make up phrases here. <laughs> Appearing ridiculous or foolish because of one's actions. I really don't know. Something to do with a, a clown is the best. I don't know what kind of phrase that is. Um, yeah. The word clown is what I'm guessing here. I'm afraid that's not right. The answer I was looking for was egg on their face. Oh! oh not on their shirt. <laughs> not on their shirt. And now he has egg all over his shirt. I thought, I thought that would be too obvious because of egg on their shirt from the other day. But it's academic. Adam wins 22 points to 21. <laughs> is over wow wow three times in a row Michael had won it twice he had defended it but the reign is over by a single point some if if I were Cox I'd be pointing to the Andy Gray uh, four word question that will go down in the canon of controversies but that's all part of the football cliches quiz I tell you what this is like <laughs> this is like that episode of Gladiators when uh, the guy who pulled trucks for a living like absolutely slammed it through all the events had a 13 second lead for the eliminator and then got overhauled by just a normal athlete because he just couldn't get himself over the stuff and then up the travelator. <laughs> That's basically what happened here. That was a great quiz and produced the most organic, natural twists and turns that this cliches quiz you know series has ever seen and i'm delighted to have been part of it that i did really enjoy that i think not having too many points at stake for the squad one maybe helped that it couldn't go completely haywire that said michael built up a big lead uh, from that one simply by adam not i thought adam the holland one was gonna yeah. be the one that you lost sleep over i'd always but... i'd always back coxie in around like that it's it's mid 2000 squad knowledge um yeah if it had been 90s i would have wiped the floor with him very much his bread and butter michael how are you feeling yeah, I've really enjoyed the quiz. Did well on the football, less so on the cliches. Um, uh, off to send an angry email to whichever Spain manager left Morientes out. It's unbelievable. 2000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real but yeah, good good quiz. Nicely hosted. Good good question. So thanks for the invite. Nice. Actually, you didn't invite me. I, I, it was just raining champion. You <laughs> yeah, had to, you you're had obliged to, me to turn up. Thank you, No more. Very gracious of you. Couldn't just cut you. But I feel like it's come to its rightful home now. Quiz the football cliches quiz has come home. Absolutely. I mean, it is it is funny that yeah the the correlation of where you guys picked up your points very much keys and grey and football cliches for Adam <laughs> actual football knowledge for Michael. <laughs> Good. Um, Good luck to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's why this is such a brilliant hybrid of the two. Thanks, Charlie. Great job. Uh, Great job. Well, yeah. Thank you both very much. I really really enjoyed that and. Uh, yeah, Adam, we'll have to work out who your who your defend your title 
against. Excited. Another hosting job for you. I see what this is all about now. Oh, yeah, exactly. Very much in my interest. <laughs> um, <laughs> to keep winning. Thanks all. Uh, well done. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you to Adam. Thank you to Michael. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you on Tuesday. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.